0: hello youtube family (laughs) oh my gosh what a morning sorry i am so late i have a really good story for you today talk about crappies um so my table just blew over as you if you were on here earlier you would have seen that i was getting ready to do an outdoor outdoor happy crappy hour today but the wind had other plans blew my umbrella over, which was attached to my glass table, and uh, pretty much everything on the table broke because it flipped over and my flowers went flying, my vase went flying. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. This is why everything's kind of just thrown together right now. Good morning, you guys. Yeah, so my table flipped over in the wind and I was out there cleaning up glass, broken glass, and shards of... uh, Shards of uh, the bowl that broke. And of course, you know, all the berries went everywhere. So, just wanted to let you know, this is why I am late. And of course, my notes are all drenched in water from the... Well, I had a cup of water on the table, so that went flying as well. (laughs) Okay, that was my crappy, you guys, right? The good news is uh, I did not cut myself. My animals did not cut themselves. Nobody got hurt with the broken glass everywhere. And although my notes are still soaking wet, I'm still sopping them up with a towel right now. (laughs) Even though that's happening, I still made it on. So, hey, good thing, right? I didn't uh, cancel and drop everything today. Oh, and also good news is my table didn't break. So, even though it's a glass table, so love that i'm so glad i mean the whole thing flipped over and it did not break that's pretty impressive it's when I, I got this table from uh the restore, actually you know uh like the goodwill store where they refurbish stuff i don't know whatever recycle stuff and uh yeah so this table looks like it was made in the 70s honestly it's pretty old definitely not modern looking but it withheld, withstood being flipped over. How about that? All right, something to be said about the quality of uh, the products made back in the '70s, man. All right. So good morning. So glad you guys are here, Obi Wan. Good to see you, John. Good to see you. Uh, that was my crappy this morning. I had some good, some excellent happies as well, but this week. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. I got to brag, not brag. What is it? I got to go on. and uh, I'm going to plug this product because it was the best night's sleep I have gotten in a long time. And I sleep pretty well, actually. I, I'm a pretty good sleeper. And, um, but last night, man, you know, my neck feels good. My back feels good. Everything feels good this morning. No cricks or anything like that um so yesterday not yesterday a few weeks ago now maybe a couple weeks ago my husband ordered me some travel pillows okay from my pillow and i was like okay sure that sounds fine and so they arrived yesterday and you know kind of as a joke i was like oh i'm gonna throw you know since we're not traveling anytime soon so i'll throw these on my bed and last night right away my husband threw off all our other pillows we have two king-size pillows each. <laughs> okay. We were on a king-size bed. He threw, he threw off his two king-size pillows and his standard pillow. This is how many pillows we have. So we have six pillows on our bed, three for each of us. He threw all three of his off the bed. And on his half of the king-size bed, which is the size of a full twin, right? Um he has his tiny little travel pillow and he's sleeping on that. So when I looked over, I was like, uh, so you're gonna be using this tonight? He's like, sure. Like, all right. So I I didn't get rid of all of my pillows, but I did sleep on, you know, put my head on my travel pillow. And it was great. We both woke up this morning and we were like, wow, that was good. I mean my neck felt supported. My head was supported just at the right angle. Um normally i have to like punch my other pillows into shape to give my neck support this one i did not so anyway um it was great so now we're going to order some large pillows (laughs) for our bed that was our happy ah anyway just wanted to share that with you guys i highly recommend buying a my pillow there's ah it's good good stuff man and anybody who knows me knows i have tons of pillows because I buy a new set of pillows every time my mother-in-law comes to visit because I just want to get her, you know, fresh pillows. And I figured that's kind of nice too for the rest of my guests to have a a new pillow every time. I mean, not brand new for them. So my mother-in-law gets the first, you know, use. But then these are not like, you know, 10, 15 year old pillows that some people keep around forever, right? They're like one year old. So anyway, I have pillows upon pillows upon pillows and recently I was just going through our closets and I found we have something like 20 plus pillows and those are not including the ones that are on the beds <laughs> so you guys I had to get rid of some of them right so I I gave away a bunch of them because they were still in really great condition because nobody ever used them you know or they hardly got used and um, yeah so I'm gonna be buying some of my pillows man. <laughs> Such good stuff. Such good stuff. Yeah. So you guys, um, uh, Abigail, good to see you. He says, how do I retrain my mind after being brainwashed by a narc? Oh, I can give you one, one thing right now. I mean, it depends on what part of your mind you're talking about. Like, are you talking about now you're paranoid? How do you stop being paranoid now that you're, um, Uh, Hurt and you're you're scared, right? You know, how do you retrain your mind not to be scared anymore of getting into a relationship? Or are you talking about retraining the brainwashing that comes from thinking that the narcissist? uh, Is still a good person and you want to get back with them and you're missing them and you're like craving the narcissist How do you retrain that so there are different things here that we're talking about if you want to clarify but if it's about still missing the narcissist and still wanting to get back with the narcissist and your mind just can't let go of the narcissist. Uh, the best way. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Abigail wrote back. I was educated about narcissism, but he hoovered me last year and I thought he would change. So he loved Bob me for a year. Ah, okay. This is okay. Then now it's so hard to think the bad things. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's the third thing that I mentioned. So the best way that I have found to retrain your brain about that is to write a list. Write a list, not pros and cons. You don't want the pros because we know what the pros are. The pros are the fake. So why would you fake yourself out further with more, um, with more lies from the narcissist, right? All the things they did for you, but then they cheat on you, or all the things they did nice. You know, all the times they apologize. But then they went back and did exactly the same thing over and over again. All all the times they um, they berated you and then told you they won't do that again and they keep berating you. Okay you don't talk about oh but they praised me and they said made all you know said all these compliments and um, yeah so you need to make a list of all the negatives. That's it just the negatives because and I'm not talking about exaggerating the negatives I'm talking about real negatives like they cheated on you, they lied to you, they stole your car, they stole your money, they, um, they ruined your reputation, they gossiped about you behind, you know, obviously behind your back, but they destroyed your reputation, um, they mocked you in front of other people, um, they, they called you all kinds of names when they have their angry tirades, okay, um, how many times they've done that, right? It's, it's one thing that when a person messes up, right, and, and forgets your birthday, I mean, those are, I'm not talking about small things like that. I'm talking about big things. I'm talking about nearly criminal, if not criminal things to you. Uh, and not just criminal, like death to a relationship type activities, you know, um, they're still doing drugs. You know, they're supposed to get off of drugs, but they just won't let go of the drugs. You got to write that down because that is a relationship killer. So, you know, they're addictions that they are not over. You know, they lied about over and over again that they they weren't going to do drugs or they weren't going to drink. And you find them in, in somebody else's house, you know, bent over drunk. And, or you find them driving while they're, Intoxicated with drugs, you know, and they're in jail because they keep getting stopped for this and they lose their license for this, but they keep using, you know, so things like that. Um, It may not have gotten that bad with you, but is there other things that you that has happened to you? Yeah, the trauma. So Abigail here is saying, Is the trauma bond? Oh, will the trauma bond go away automatically? No, actually, it doesn't. You have to be actively aware of the truth. You have to get rid of the lies and replace them with truth in order for trauma bonds to disappear. So long as you keep entertaining the lies, like, but he cared about me. He brought me a cup of water after he punched me in the face, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at, I'm not laughing at the victims. I'm laughing at the ridiculous excuses that the narcissist will give after they totally traumatize you and then they do one little thing that's nice and then you focus on that one nice thing that's the trauma bond okay um that's the stockholm syndrome while the hostages were being held at gunpoint like a gun to their head and being threatened for their life but then one on one with one of, you know one of the bad guys i don't know if you remember what you call them but hostage takers uh that hostage taker may sit down and tell them, you know, their whole, not their whole, but some of their background story, how they were abused as a child and they never told anybody this. And, and then the hostage is thinking, wow, this criminal is telling me his background and he doesn't trust anybody else. He only trusts me. But guess what? He's still holding a gun to your head. He's still willing to shoot you he's still you know willing to destroy you he's so focused on his own pain he really doesn't care who he's telling it to it just happens to be that victim it just happens to be that hostage so but then the hostage takes it as a compliment or a credit to them you know to to the narcissist that the narcissist is bonding with them and 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 they're the only ones that can speak to the narcissist this kind of segues by the way into um, well, okay, a little bit into our topic today, which is that narcissists think they have superpowers. Not only do narcissists think they have superpowers, sometimes their victims feel like they're super special. Okay, their victims, they make their victims feel like the victim is super special, right? You're the only one I will ever tell about this you're the only one I feel safe with. You're the only one uh, I can see myself marrying. You know, they'll, they'll say things like this. And then the victim feels like they're super special. They're so much different than the, the previous ex, right? They're so different from the previous supply. They're, they're so much different than the, the ex-wife or ex-husband that came before them because they think, oh, well, The narcissist didn't have this kind of a relationship with their ex. They only could have it with me. And it's an extension of this narcissist's superpower, or they think they have the superpower, but they, they are able to manipulate people because they work outside the rules of engagement. Okay? Let me say that again. They think they have superpowers or super control over people. Like they think they can put spells on people because they work outside of the rules of engagement and they may even break rules and laws because they work outside of all of that. They don't think laws and rules apply to them. So as they're making things happen because they're cheating, because they're stealing, because they're lying, but they're making things um, come to fruition for them. Like they'll get the award They'll win the, the competition. They'll, um, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll get the girl <laughs> or, or the guy, but only because they lied and lied and lied and lied to the guy or the girl and um, make, got that person away from their wife or husband, right? They will do this thinking like, oh, they're so special, and that's why that person left their, their ex for me. Uh, so, it's not that the narcissist was so amazing that they left for it. it, was that the narcissist told the biggest lie, was able to create the biggest fantasy, and that's why the victim falls for them. They're not falling for a real person, they're falling for a fantasy. So in order to break the trauma bond, you have to be aware and be realistic with yourself about what the fantasy was and what the reality was. Okay. And that's why it's really important to write down a list of the things they had done that was negative to you. You do not make a list of the positive things. Now, this is not healthy in a normal relationship, of course. You don't do it this way with a normal relationship. With a normal relationship, you want to do pros and cons. But with a narcissist, you have to know that what they created in that love bombing stage was a fantasy. So none of that is real. So you don't give them credit for what was not real. You don't give them credit for lying. You don't give them credit for cheating. You don't say, well, you know, um, they said they were rich and they bought me this uh, a brand new car. Right? It may not be a big expensive car, but they brought you bought you a car. Well, they stole that money from their sister or their brother and then they bought you this car and you're, you're giving them credit for buying you something with stolen money. Don't give them credit for that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So you, so even though it, you benefited from it, you felt good when they did something for you, look at how they did it. Like, how did they get to that point? Were they doing it to get you into bed? Were they doing it to, to um, convince you that they're good? You know, they're just lying to you. So you don't give narcissists credit. If you want to break that trauma bond, you have to make that list. And every time, yeah, yeah. Abigail says, I, I feel disappointed and I wish I never came back. Abigail, don't, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. I totally understand. I just, I think everybody who has come on my channel understands exactly where you are. They have been there themselves. Um, Abigail says, do you do coaching? I need help. Oh, Abigail Actually, I can do ch- coaching, you would have to contact me through my email uh, and then we can set something up with a with a business phone number that I can provide for you, but my my email is escapefromcrazytown, so all one word, escapefromcrazytown at gmail.com. So if you want to get some coaching, we can definitely set up something. So. Go ahead and email me there, and I will get back to you, and we will work on that. Um, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. I totally understand what you're going through. Well, Frost is best in world. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just reading what Obi wrote before that. Frost, I'll get right back to you. But Obi says, um, sometimes I wish I wasn't burdened with this education. It was better when I didn't know what was going on. Actually, I know there are times that we wish that, but what happens is there's one thing about being oblivious to be, people being mean to you, but they're benign, okay? It's like, it's good if you're oblivious to a benign cancer, then you don't have to worry, right? You're just like, ah, well, it's it's a tumor, but it's benign, no big deal, it's not causing any problems in my life, um, just like a friend, not even, a, excuse me, not even a friend, but say some some acquaintance, right? Who who maybe gossiped about you once and then moved on and and went on to other people and destroying their lives. Now you're oblivious to them, but they were pretty much benign to you. They didn't really cause you much harm. And it's good that you don't even you're not even aware of them because if you're paying attention to them, then you'll be hurt by what they said about you. You'll be hurt by how they put you down. With other people that one time, or even a few times, um, your, your ego, your, your self-image would be hurt. But if you're, if you're oblivious to that, that's great. But here's the thing. If you're oblivious to a cancer that's malignant, the cancer will take over you and destroy you. So you don't want to not know about cancers that are malignant, right? Or people who are malignant in your life. Because the malignant people that you keep in your life, they're going, if you allow them to stay or get close or you share with them intimate details of your life and information, they will do their best to destroy you. So we don't want that. Um, but I, I mean, I understand what you mean, Obi, because knowing makes you sometimes too too aware, right? Oh, You guys, I think I... I need to wipe my screen here to make it a little bit cleaner. So, let me do that. Yeah, that's a little better. Let me see, you guys. Frost is best. Let me see what you said here. Oh no, the video won't play for me. And trauma bonds for me is, it's like a constant battle over time. It fades, then one day it comes back. It's always a fight, but you just have to win that fight. I also have a, an obsessive type personality, and there are days I'll have to I dream and be like, I love my narc. We've all been there, though. So you're in the right place, Abigail. Uh, and Frost is best in world. Says, videos like these help me so much. I'm so glad that you guys are here. And, you know, I'm going to keep doing this so long as people keep showing up. So um, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming in and sharing your experiences. And like Frost's best in world said, you know, we're going to backslide sometimes. But when that happens, this is why that list is so important. It gets to the point where you don't need to have a physical list. You can have a mental list. Um, It'll get to the point where that mental list will automatically come on the moment you start to miss the narcissist. The moment you start to to think positively about, about them. And you think, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I I should try to get back. Maybe I should call them. Maybe I should just drive by and see what they're doing, right? Um, When you feel those urges, you have to look at the list. And the list says they lied to you, they cheated you, they stole from you, they hurt you in X, Y, Z ways. Um, It's going to make you go, oh, why would I want to go back to this person why would I want to even drive by and see how they're doing this is a you know it will put the fear in you to try to get that person back in your life you're not gonna want it Um, it is a retraining of your brain and that retraining of your brain will help you break the trauma bond well you guys we are quite far into our video today And I do want to get into the topic, but I wanted to address your questions too. So I'll be addressing your questions along the way, but let's get into our topic. I'm going to get a sip of something here. Uh, I no longer have my water because it flipped over with the table and umbrella. Those of you who are joining me will notice that the thumbnail picture for this video today was outside, which is where I had set up. But then the wind came and blew everything over two minutes before I was supposed to get on. Actually, less than two minutes before I was supposed to get on. So that's why we were a little bit late today. So the topic is, uh, narcs think they have superpowers. And um, somebody reminded me recently about this because of an example they were giving. Now, they weren't thinking that um, the person they were talking about really was a narcissist or anything like that but and I wasn't calling the person they were talking about a narcissist either but what they said about this person and what I know about this person I was like oh you know this person behaves a lot like a narcissist very self-centered but it comes from woundedness and this is why we say narcissists can be made some narcissists are born that way, but some narcissists are made this way um, through choices that they make through their own wounding and then their own uh, way of dealing with that wounding builds this narcissistic character. So I'm going to hop into that in just a second when we have a sip. So here's the thing. So the narcissist, uh, I'm just, just for Simplicity. I'm going to just call them the narcissist. Okay, the the person who does this. It's not necessarily just narcissists that do this, but generally toxic people will do this. People who are wounded are. Have you heard hurt people hurt people? So wounded people will hurt people, right? So hurt people will hurt people, um, and that's what kind of brings out the narcissism in them. So with that because I don't want my friend to think like I'm bad-mouthing the person that she was telling me about but the example she gave me really uh, Just reminded me of all the times I have dealt with narcissists and noticed this trait And the trait is they think that they have superpowers. So let me give you an example They can they think that they can see other people's thoughts Okay so they think that they can uh, see through people and know their motives, right? As if they they can see, like Superman, through people's clothing, right? They can see through your skin and see what's beating behind your chest. They think they know what the, your heart is saying, doing, thinking, all of that. So, in other words, they also think that they can see other people's sins, And other people's wrongs, right? What other people are hiding. Um, So they think that, okay, they they walk into a room, and they're like, oh, that person's having an affair, or that person doesn't like her husband, or that person, you know, and so they are projecting onto other people, their own character. Um, they'll, They'll walk into a room and see somebody, and while everybody likes this person and seems like a pretty decent person, the narcissist will start bad-mouthing that person, you know, to to someone else, you know, to a private person, of course, not right in the room in front of that person. But they'll say things like, oh, that person is greedy. I can just see by looking at them that they're greedy. And let me explain, I mean, this is, I'm probably going to jump around a bit here because I use examples of seeing, having seen this, okay? They think they can read people, and they think they're ultra-sensitive, but they're actually judgmental, paranoid, and insecure. That's the narcissist or the toxic person. So while they're being judgmental, paranoid, and insecure, they're projecting that or using their survival mechanism to deal with that uh, is to project it onto other people and, and see it in other people not seeing that the other person's paranoid and insecure they they themselves are paranoid and insecure but they will and judgmental but they will project onto the other person that the other person is judgmental or insecure i guess or paranoid as well right they will they will criticize and and subconsciously project their own sins their own brokenness their own character issues onto other people so remember that narcissists need to feel accepted and validated and if they don't then they'll invent some superpower that will impress others that's another reason why they they'll act as if i'm ultra sensitive and i can tell that you know what other people are feeling and sensing and i can read a room you know they think that they have this superpower when re- in reality a lot of people have that superpower if you want to call it that a lot of people can walk into a room and sense, you know, we are given this sensitivity if we're paying attention, right? We can sense tension. We can sense when someone's uncomfortable. We can sense when someone's um, angry, right? You know, underneath their skin or behind whatever facade they're putting up. But the narcissist will, will think that this is their superpower. And in order to get your, your um, admiration, they're going to act as if, oh, I can read this room and I can do this and I can see this. And I'm not saying everybody who says that is a narcissist. Okay, you guys, I'm not saying that. Here's the difference. How do you discern and know that this is a narcissist doing it? You look at their life. You look at them. Are they complaining and criticizing everybody around them of the very things that they do in their life right you know that they've cheated on all of their partners and here they walk into a room and they're like that person's a cheater like without even knowing or seeing or anything right <laughs> never having spoken to that person never even hearing that person um and you're like no you're the cheater <laughs> you know oh that person over there is a big gossip. Um you don't even know. Has that person ever spoken to you? Why would you think that person's a gossip? No, you're the gossip, right? You're looking at the narcissist and you know the narcissist well enough to know that everything they say about other people is exactly what they they do. Here's another way of discerning when that it's a narcissist projecting their superpower, right? No, or not projecting their superpower, that claiming to have superpower, but projecting Their issues onto other people, and then acting as if they have this superpower of reading people, right? Of of knowing and seeing through people, and being able to discern who they are without ever speaking to them or knowing them. You know, just by walking in and sensing this, right, is what they think they have, like the spidey sense. So, another way of discerning is you. You not only look at the fact that they. Do exactly what they are projecting onto other people, but also that they don't even see it in themselves. They can't see it. Like they cannot see their own sins. They cannot see their own flaws. But they see everybody else's flaws, right? They'll walk into a room and say, Oh, that person's a slut. Um, no, you're the slut. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hold on. You know, but they don't see their behavior as being slutty. Um, they, they can't see that the way they dress is just like the person they're complaining about, just like the person they're criticizing. Um, another thing that helps you discern whether it's just an observation or someone who can really, and and here's the deal. You don't walk into a room and think, oh, the worst of everybody. Pretty much that's a narcissist. A narcissist walks in and is like, this is the worst of everybody. I can tell you, Everything wrong with all these people are. And I actually have a friend who said that her mother believes that her superpower is being able to see other people's sin. Now, recently I have, yeah, I was like, wow, this is her superpower, Uh, or not superpower, what does she call it? A gift, her gift, her talent, or whatever you want to call it, is being able to see sin in other people. And I'm not sure that her mom's a narcissist, never spent very much time with her mom, but I would not say that's a healthy person, right? I would not say that if that's what she believes about herself, that that's healthy. Um, so my friend was talking about someone she knows who is exactly the same. But the problem here is that she thinks that she's able to see into people, right? Her So I don't know that. Uh, My friend says her the person she knows can can see into people and the problem here is when we um, Enable that thinking when we Encourage that thinking and I feel that it's not quite right for I mean, I can kind of see why my friend was saying Responding the way she did to this person by saying oh my gosh so if you've been given this gift then maybe you can help people. You know, what a a special gift you have. If you can see their sins and their pain and their hurt, um, then you can have, you know, great compassion on them. Maybe there's that reason why you're given this gift. And of course, the narcissist or toxic person will think, wow, they're so special that they have this ability to reach in and help people if they want, right? But the narcissist doesn't help people. The narcissist has no idea how to help people. The narcissist does not listen to people. The narcissist is so self-centered that they don't go out of their way to find out why this person is an addict, right? Why this person sleeps around, why that person is so angry at her husband. They don't care. They don't care about any of that. They're just there to judge. The narcissist is there to judge the people they assume and project their sins onto. They are not interested in helping other people. They have no compassion for other people, right? Um, Now, let me make an exception to that because I have made a video about this that narcissists do uh, art. I'm trying to remember the name of the video, but I'll have to go back and link it to in the description of this video later on. And in the little I card to the right uh, circle there, I'll add that when this video uploads. It with something like narcissists do have sympathy for certain people. And the people they have sympathy for are people they can identify with. So people who are scoundrels, cheaters, liars, you know, users, gossipers, just like the pretty much the low of the low, lowest of the low, they will have sympathy for it. And I'm not saying they have great sympathy or real sympathy, but they, they subconsciously are, are drawn to feel sorry for those people. <laughs> and they pity them, right? So, yeah, there's a... a they pity them, and yet it's because they... <coughs> excuse me, you guys. How do I put this? They don't actually pity somebody who's down on their luck. They pity somebody who may be temporarily in their mind, in the narcissist's mind, down on their luck, but they know they can get something from that person when they're back up again. So they'll be sympathetic to that person, knowing that later on their sympathies towards this horrible scoundrel um, may gain them, win them points with that scoundrel And then when that scoundrel is back up again, we'll repay them because they are cut from the same cloth, right? They're the same. But what always, from what I have experienced with narcissists, being with other narcissists is that they use each other and they, they'll act as if they get along, they'll act as if they care about one another. And other families around them are like, why do they have this crazy super bond? They don't have a crazy super bond. They are simply using each other and manipulating one another and thinking that they themselves are in control of the relationship. You know, each of them thinking that they're the one who's in control of the relationship and using the other one. It is never what we think it is. It's always what they portray it to be, right? So. Let me see here. Yeah. Obi says, birds of the same feather flock together. They absolutely do. Um. Wow. Is that how you came across it? Obi was saying, a narcissist called him a narc. I laughed, like, okay, whatever a narc is. I googled what it was, and it opened so many locked doors for me. Wow. And you know what? There is a healthy period in there, too, where we question, are we the narc? And that's where um, a lot of growth will happen because it's not healthy to never question yourself, right? Never question your motives. Never question um, anything you've done uh, because we're all fallible. We're all... (coughs) Excuse me, you guys. I got to have some water. But my water is gone with the table. Ah those of you who are new here, um, or for today, my table flipped over. That's why I'm inside and, I uh, had to re re gather myself, myself and, and things. That's why we don't have the same fruit <laughs> cause that bowl of fruit went flying as well and my water. So hopefully I won't be coughing too much from being dry from talking. Uh, Frost says, I have since then. It's easy. She lives across the country. Now, I what? I have no want to have contact with that guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Frost is talking about uh, two narcissists getting together at some point. And you know what? I kind of think it's hilarious when narcissists get together because they do then just focus on injuring each other and not others. Not like innocent people, right? The rest of us. But hold on, you guys. My screen is all messed up again. Let's see if I can get that. Ah, oh, that made it worse. Oh you know what? Probably because I have grease on this. <laughs> A little bit. Ah let me see. Oh here we go. This is better better thing to clean with than my kitchen towel. Sorry guys. Ah, it's not doing it much better. Alright, but you guys just going to have to deal with the uh, blurry picture today. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the narcissist will act as if they have this superpower, but we do not want to enable it. Okay. Let's not go into compliment. And I understand we all have done this at some point. People that we see are, um, and here's the deal. A lot of times the narcissist is not doing as well as we are. The narcissists that are, maybe in our family, and maybe in our friend group, maybe in our community. So they, you can see that they're always struggling. They always got a lot of problems going on in their life. So you feel bad for them and you want to lift them up a little bit because it looks like they don't have much in the way of self-esteem, right? Because they're so messed up. They're um, they're addicted to stuff. They're making a lot of really bad choices. Let me see if I can get this. Sorry. Oops. It bugs me when things are not focused, but uh, I'm gonna have to fix that next time because my phone also went flying. So something might have happened when when the table flipped over in the wind. Uh, I don't know, you guys. It kind of stinks. That's where I am. All right. I don't think I can do better than that right now. So, you guys. So, sometimes the the narcissist is subconsciously projecting their sins and bad character onto others. If they see people are broken and have no sympathy, they're just being judgmental of people. And they are... Seek- and here's a reason. There is a reason why they believe they can see... Through people and read people's minds, right? They think, oh, I can read their minds, like like Superman can read your thoughts. Um, the reason they project onto other people is because they're actually secretly jealous of them. They are, they actually make a secret assumption that the person they're projecting onto has the life, the money, or the privilege they want. I'm not talking about racist privilege, you guys. All right, I'm talking about earned earned privilege. They made good choices in their life and now they get to reap the benefits of those good choices. I want to talk a little bit about that, this earned privilege, um, which narcissists cannot understand, right? They do not see that some people simply have made good choices with their life and that's why they're ahead. Narcissists will think, no, it has to do with something else. It's, you know, it's discrimination. And I'm not saying it's always racial, okay, but some kind of discrimination against them. They're too fat. They're too short. They're too tall. That's why they didn't get ahead, right? They didn't have the same start. They didn't have the same parents. They didn't have, so they, they make all these assumptions of why they are not ahead like this other person they're jealous of, right? They think this other person that they're jealous of was simply handed a better deck of cards, a better hand of cards, right? And and they'll project onto that person their own character flaws to say, "Oh, that person is is a, a philanderer," or "This that person's an addict," or "That person is jealous of everybody around them," or "That person is greedy," or "That person is so materialistic." It's like, but then you look at the narcissist and you're like, mm, well, you're materialistic. <laughs> you're the one who's greedy, you know, um, you're the one who gossips about everybody because every time we get together, you're always talking about somebody else. Yeah. So they project onto that person because they're feeling jealous that that person ha- is living a life that they feel that that they deserve, right? Right. Um, They don't realize that there's such a thing as choice privilege and what I mean by choice privilege is uh, When you make good choices Good things will happen. Now bad things will still happen in your life even if you make good choices But the more good choices you make the more good things will happen in your life The more bad choices you make the more bad things will happen in your life. So it will seem somewhat inequitable, right? It'll seem like, how come this person has so many bad things always happening in their life? Well, let's take a look at how many good choices they're making and how many bad choices they're making. Versus other people who maybe you're like, how come so many good things are happening in their life? Like, well, how many good choices that choices have they made? How many bad choices have they made? Now, it can be a little um, deceiving, when you look at someone that you're assuming has everything going for them like when you look at a narcissist's life and you're like how come they're so super rich how come they're so successful how come they have it looks like everything they want but here's the deal with a narcissist this is not so narcissists work on a completely different set of rules they do not follow the normal rules of success and failure because they lie cheat and steal to get to where they are and so, it looks like they're successful by making a bunch of really bad, uh, even criminal choices. But this does not reflect that, oh, they gained it, or, you know, um, let's talk about karma, right? I mean, it, does karma exist? I don't know. But I know that generally, good choices lead to a good life. Uh, sometimes, though, criminals get ahead, right? Maybe a lot of times, criminals get ahead. But I think. Not as much as we think. Because narcissists will hide their own pain, their own failures, their own um failings, right? They're not gonna talk about that. So while we're thinking that narcissists are getting ahead, they really aren't. When people make good choices in normal life, right? You're not a cheater, liar, you know, stealer, you're you're a good person you're making good choices, good things will start to happen for you. And you do have to focus on that as well. Keep yourself going. Keep making good choices. You will get the privileges from good choices that good choices bring. So anyway, sorry, guys, kind of went off on that a little bit because I often tell parents, you know, uh, a good way to train up your kids uh, as far as privileges, all right, is that the, the more responsible choices they make, The more privileges they get right if they do their chores if they um clean up after themselves if they remember to feed the dog you know if they help you and are not rude to you if they are respectful towards their parents if they are making good choices with friends you know what kind of friends they hang out with then what privileges can they earn well they can earn being out later, staying out later, they can earn the use of the car, they can earn having friends over to the house. These are privileges, you guys. So some kids get so spoiled that they think that they just deserve and are entitled to anything and everything the family has, even though they never worked for it, but the parents did. But here's the deal. Parents need to step up and teach their kids how to make good choices and that there are consequences. Anyway, so narcissists, I'm sorry, you guys, I have kind of gone off on that because it's a good lesson to have, by the way. So implement this. If you have children, implement this. Narcissists will believe that the other person that they're jealous of, like something about that other person, that's what the the narcissist superpower, if you want to call it that, but it's not a superpower. It's an observation. They will walk into a room And see somebody who's wearing designer clothing, designer jewelry. They can tell expensive jewelry from inexpensive jewelry. I cannot, but they can. If they're materialistic, right? If that's the kind of narc they are. They can walk into a room and see this person has very delicate, beautiful jewelry on that they know is expensive. They will automatically, subconsciously be jealous of that person. And then instead of being real with themselves and saying, oh my gosh, why am I jealous of this person? I have so much going for me. I don't need to be jealous of them. I don't even know anything about them. They're going to project onto that person, oh, that person must be very materialistic. That person must be very greedy. That person must not care about people and must care about things more than they care about people. So they're reading this person, but what they're really doing is just projecting their own character flaws onto this person that they are jealous of so the thing that pricks them or they're alerted to when they walk into a room really is people that they're jealous of you know they see somebody who's more handsome than they are or more um, built you know more or maybe more popular than they are like all these women are gathered around him and the narcissist would be like oh that guy's a philanderer. He didn't care about women. He just wants to get them into bed. When it's the narcissist, that's exactly what they do. All they want to do is use women and get them into bed. They don't see women as real people, but they're going to project that onto the guy in the room that has you know, a crowd of women around him laughing at all his jokes and flirting with him. The narcissist thinks that they can, they, they can read people, but they're not reading people at all. They are simply projecting on negative negative characteristics onto people that prick their jealousy and their own greed so you guys that's what's really going on let me see here i want to see if i oh (laughs) you know a really good example uh, of narcissists that think they have superpowers, uh, and this is the on the extreme. Okay, you guys, this is not the everyday narcissist that we deal with in our lives, who who try to tell us, oh, I don't like that girl, and you know, there's something about her that just tells me she's rotten. It's like, really, yeah, what's what's rotten about her? And and you come to find out, it's like all these things they're describing themselves. <laughs> Essentially, they're describing themselves, and you're like, mm, okay, but. A good example that of of this of narcissists thinking they have this superpower is would be cult leaders, yeah, cult leaders. And I'm talking about cults that um, use and abuse the people in their cults. You know, use the women. Um, ah, so we, uh, yeah, they they think that they have a a direct line to God. Or they think that they are somehow the universe has ordained them to be um, the savior of, of a group of people. You know, uh, they think that they can communicate with aliens. <laughs> I'm sorry, but these cult leaders are psycho, psycho, psycho. But they, they love what they're doing because they create a cult that. Follows them, admires them, trusts them, and actually enables them to think and to behave. I don't know that the, the cult leader all the time actually believes they can communicate with aliens, um, or or they're actually. But I think a lot of them think that they're ordained by some superpower, maybe the universe, maybe God, or whatever their God might be, uh, to to take advantage of people. To use people, to determine what the whole world should do, you know, how the whole world should be run. They, they feel like they're the ones who are so insightful that they should determine what people do with their lives. They should determine whether someone should be sterilized. They should, they determine how to control population. They determine who's worthy of living and who's not, you know, um, Yeah. This is some psycho stuff, you guys. It's beyond narcissism. It's psychopathy. But that's what narcissists actually think. They think they have these superpowers to run the world. That's crazy. Most narcissists do not have that ability or that, um, uh, you know, they're not in a position where, where they have enough to do that. Uh, But they will do that in their circle of influence. They will do that within their marriage or in their friend uh, group or uh, family, right? Now, the funny thing is family, for the most part, will just laugh it off. Like family would be like, sure, you have this superpower. Okay. Now, there's some sympathetic family that might be like, okay, I know they're just saying this because they're really hurt and broken and they grew up in the same broken home that I grew up in. So you have some, you know, some sympathy for your sibling and and you want to encourage your sibling. So you tell them, you know, oh, you're gifted in this way. And so I understand wanting to do that, but be very careful that you do not create something worse. All right, you guys. Just trying to see. Oh, you know, I do want to see. Haha. Oh, I like that. RVZ 77 says Psalm 71. Persevering amongst the prosperity of the wicked. I will read that psalm. Letty, good to see you. Hold on. It says, the narc I dated bragged about all the friends he had, his home and how much money he makes, he, he even said that he was more religious than me because he attended church more. Yeah. Yeah. crazy arts. You think very highly of themselves and they see flaws in other people. But it's really interesting because they see their own flaws in other people, but they can't see their own flaws, right? They, they cannot see that they are being hypocritical. They cannot, you know, I think that, a healthy mind is able to examine themselves right A person with a healthy mind healthy self-esteem can examine themselves and say wow I messed up there that was pretty prideful of me or that was pretty arrogant of me or that was pretty um, you know insensitive of me I didn't I wasn't even thinking about that um, and then adjust right adjust and be like okay well, I don't want to be that way. Maybe I, if I need to apologize, I'm going to go apologize. Uh, if I need to clarify with somebody, I'm going to clarify with them and make sure I didn't hurt their feelings. Um, yeah. But an unhealthy mind is incapable of looking at themselves, of examining their own mistakes or possible mistakes. I'm not saying like, oh, you got to look at yourself and, and draw out every mistake you've made every day, you know, all day long that's really unhealthy. It's very self-condemning. That's not useful. But you do need to see like, oh, you know, could I have said that better? And especially if somebody else complained, uh, somebody you love and care about says, wow, you really hurt my feelings when you said that or did this. Now, this is somebody coming from somebody you love, somebody you know loves you. Why wouldn't you examine, right? Why wouldn't you step back and go, wow, let me see, did I what did I say? How did I say that? Uh-huh, they're right. I, I shouldn't have said it that way. And I know I was angry. So even though my anger might have been justified and all that, they don't deserve my taking my anger out on them. right? So you can see where your mistakes are. You can see where your shortcomings are. You can see that you're behaving in a way that you don't like. You don't like it in other people, but you also don't like it in yourself narcissists do not notice that about themselves they do not see within themselves that they're doing the very things they're complaining about other people doing or in this topic they think that they can read people they have this superpower of seeing into people and through people and reading their minds and reading their hearts they, they think that they have this um, higher power over people that they can do this and they're explaining and con- contriving and criticizing about everything that they do. And yet you have never heard them say, you know what, I got to stop gossiping about people. Or, you know what, that, that wasn't nice what I said about that other person. And you know what, I, I shouldn't have yelled at this person or that person. You will never hear them say that about themselves. So. Uh, You know, it just kind of amuses me, though, that narcissists do walk around thinking that they are superhuman and super special and so much above everybody else. Well, that's what makes them a narcissist, right? They do. They think they're so much better than everybody else, and they're entitled to everybody else. Not just the things they own, but entitled to that person's reputation, entitled to the benefits of that person's good choices, entitled to even that person's body. Like, you know, they think that their spouse, they own their spouse. It's insane. It's horrible. So be aware when a narcissist starts to tell you that they have this innate ability or gift you know, God-given gift or universe-given gift or whatever they want to say it is, some supernatural gift. They're like, okay, oh yeah, another supernatural gift they might think is that their body is supernaturally strong or supernaturally resistant to whatever or they're supernaturally um, like resistant to cavities and stuff like that. Yeah, some people actually never get cavities, no matter what they do, which I don't quite understand, um, but we don't know. Like, do they floss? Do they take good care of their teeth? Maybe that's why they never, never have cavities. Some people just, they, their genetics, yeah, is slightly different, so they don't have to deal with cavities. They will see this as a superpower. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I don't know that's a superpower when probably, you know, 10, 10% of the population has this. So who knows? Or maybe it's the foods they eat. They don't eat a whole lot of sugars and junk, right? And the rest of us do. And we end up with cavities. But they think it's because they have a a superpower, super body composition that's so different than everybody else. Um, Yeah, I've known narcissists that believe that they are super in that way. But they don't account for the fact that they actually eat pretty well. You know, they actually eat very healthy foods because they want to make sure they keep up their appearance. They want to make sure that they look good. So for those narcissists that are in that way, that is, right? Because some narcissists are not. They look horrible. and But for the most part, the narcissists that I've known, even the closet or, or um, oh, I can't I think of the name of that narcissist, the covert narcissist uh, even they are into their looks right they want to make sure they look good so they actually take a little better care of themselves well you guys our hour is up but let me let you have a few minutes to close up your or tie up your conversations um hold on Oh, I don't know about that, Obi. (laughs) Yeah, you don't brag about your faith. You want, you know, that's not right. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Um, No bragging about it, but sharing it. Because they say it's by your testimony that people are saved. So, um, yeah. So you want want to share, like, how you, you came to the healing you got, came to your faith, came to God, came to know him. Yeah. That stuff is good. Well, you guys, I hope that this has helped you today to see that you know, narcissists think that they have superpowers over us. Narcissists think that they can see things that the rest of the world just can't see. When actually, they are simply projecting their bad character onto other people, and they they're thinking they can see into people. They're thinking they can read people, and have that special power they don't <laughs> they just don't they might be a little more observant some some of them actually pay closer attention to people because they want to read people because they need to be able to know who is vulnerable and who is not right they need to be able to read that so they might pay a little closer attention to things like that so they've honed that skill but it's not a gift right it's not this innate gift that that's god-ordained or anything like that you guys (coughs) Ah, excuse me Oh Abigail says please type your email so I could email you okay I think that it might be in my description but I'll add it to the description it's simply the name of my uh, channel escape from crazy town at gmail.com so blessings to you guys Ah, oh, you need to drink this. Hold on. Ah, oh, I really needed to get a cup of water. What I have now is coffee, which is yummy, but does not hydrate. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for um, sharing your stories and helping one another. I love this community. Give me a thumbs up. Write some comments help this video get out there. (coughs) Let's educate some people, especially toxic people, right? Let's hopefully get them to wake up and realize that we really don't need more people who can identify other people's sins. (laughs) We need good people who can self-examine and become the person they were meant to be and and a good contributor and a, a wonderful person and the person that they were created to be, which is a good person benefits the community, and leaves a great footprint of kindness and generosity and love in this world. That's what we want. That's what we hope to get from everybody. That's what we hope to wake people up to. So you guys, go forward, have a great week, spread goodness, and I will see you next week.